Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldstein. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Hey there, I'm Kimberly Sampson, and welcome to The Midlife Podcast, where we discuss tools and strategies to turn your midlife crisis into your midlife transformation. Some of what you'll hear is from the recipe I use to get myself out of my own midlife funk. Some of what we'll discuss draws on my career in finance and banking and my experiences with entrepreneurship. All of it, my personal experience and my professional expertise are yours to help you design your next best chapter and thrive. We'll also have a special segment called Reinvented sprinkled in every few weeks. You'll hear from inspiring women who have changed course after 40, proving it's never too late to start something new. Join me. Welcome to episode 16 of The Midlife. Today I want to talk to you about business. I love everything about business. I love talking to people about their businesses. I love thinking about strategies to grow businesses. I love talking financing, marketing, strategic partnerships, and success. I don't care what business someone is in, whether they have their own company or work for someone else. I just love talking to people about how they can find their greatest success, their greatest fulfillment, and yeah, the most money out of their businesses. When I worked for Merrill Lynch and then in commercial banking for a regional bank here in California, I was constantly entertained because all I did all day long was talk to people about their businesses, and I got paid for it. I have three takeaways from that career. One, the people who had the most money, and I'm talking by far, were the people that own their own businesses. Two, when I started The Midlife, I knew that part of what I wanted to share was my expertise to help women build their own businesses because three, I strongly believe that starting your own venture is an excellent cure for your midlife crisis. Did you know that 60% of people who start small businesses are between the ages of 40 and 60? So why not you? I think you're more likely to be successful starting a business in midlife than at any other point in your life. For starters, you are now a master at time management. Sure, you may feel overwhelmed from time to time, but have you ever taken a step back to appreciate exactly how much you accomplish? You're probably not a great delegator, but that's a skill you can learn. In the meantime, you've been able to accomplish the work of multiple people in probably half the time. When you start a business, that ability to manage workload will come in handy. Next, your ability to plan and organize multiple people's schedules and execute on demand is exactly the type of skill that will help you develop a strategy for your business and stay on task. Keeping those plates spinning is your specialty. Also, you have skills that you've been marinating and perfecting for years. You're an expert in something, I promise, before ever even flipping the open sign. And you've been building your natural network for a lifetime. Your pool of people you know is filled with partners, cheerleaders, resources, and referral sources. Now, starting your own venture can take many forms. I'm a big fan of any position that allows you autonomy, maximum flexibility, and unlimited earning potential. I think in choosing your next chapter, autonomy and flexibility is a very big deal. First, if you've been a stay-at-home mom, it may be best to admit to yourself that you like not having to be in an office by 9 and not able to leave until 5. If you haven't thought about it yet, let me enlighten you. It is a luxury to decide to go do your food shopping at 10 o'clock in the morning, or make a manicure appointment, or work out midday, or meet a friend for coffee, or catch up on a show. Trust me when I tell you you'd be over being on someone else's schedule real quick. If you've spent a career working for other people, you're probably pretty tired. 
Chances are you've been carrying the brunt of the weight and responsibility for the success of the people you've worked for, and I'm guessing your compensation does not commensurate with the contributions you've made to the bottom line. Which brings me to earning potential. When you work for someone else, they not only decide how you spend your time, but they decide your value. Now, every business needs support staff. Mine is no different, and I truly appreciate the people that contribute to my success. But if you have any seed of entrepreneurial spirit, self-discipline, and a modicum of vision, I want something bigger for you. I want you to have the power to change your life. Also, let's get real for a second. It's very tough to find a job in your 40s, 50s, or beyond, especially if you're looking to make a career or industry change. I participate on an advisory board for a community called Fairy God Boss, and I am always shocked and saddened by the number of posts I read from women that are highly educated, highly credentialed, with 25 plus years of experience that can't get a job. So first, let's talk about two hybrid kind of careers that get a lot of attention from women our age, real estate agent and network marketing. You're working for someone else, sort of, but you have the freedom of building your own business. You don't really need any relevant work experience to start either of these, although you certainly need licensing to be an agent. One of the great things about being our age is that you have a natural network of friends that can serve as potential clients or referral sources. I would say please don't jump into these or anything else like it thinking you can just get a business card and make six figures. Take the time to be an expert in what you sell. It does take time to change people's categorization of who you are and to consider you a trusted advisor. And eventually, you have to broaden your audience, so you'll want to be aggressive about marketing and building a new network of referral sources outside the friend and family zone. It can be done, and the earning potential can be huge. If you haven't listened yet, I've done recent reinvented interview episodes with women in both these fields, and you may want to check them out if you're headed in that direction. Now let's talk about starting a venture from scratch and without a guided framework. You are one of two people if you're an entrepreneur. Either you've had a light bulb moment and the idea just comes to you one day, or you just know you want to work for yourself and have a business, but you're not sure what it should be. If the idea has already come to you, I hope the wheels are in motion and you're already working on it. If not, consider this your engraved invitation. Get going! If you want to talk to me about it, whether it's just an idea or you have a business you've already started and you need a little guidance, I'm offering a limited number of free 30-minute calls. If you want to bounce your idea off me and get some thoughts on starting or growing a business, shoot me an email to check for availability. For those of you that like the idea of working for yourself but aren't sure what to do, I can assure you that you have gifts and they should be shared with the world or at least your target market. You need to spend some time doing a little soul searching. Given the proper amount of attention, you may be happily surprised with what you discover. Here's some questions to noodle around. What skills do you have from previous jobs? What's your greatest work success? What's something you'd like to learn about? What skills would you like to acquire? Who is someone you admire and what do they do? What's something that people say they can't believe you can do, but it makes you shrug your shoulders and say it's easy? And finally, do you ever have the experience of losing track of time? What are you doing when that happens? I assume you're not taking notes right now, so check the show notes. I made a little worksheet for you that you can download. The process for starting any business is pretty basic, so here's a quick outline. First, do your research. Determine if there's a need for what you want to offer. Your potential market has to be large enough to make it worth your effort. While it's important to have your niche carefully defined, you need to be sure that you don't drill down too far, unless, of course, you have a very high-priced product that you know you can sell. 
Market size is a balancing act. You want enough customers that'll be willing to pay for what you're selling, but also be willing to pay the price you're charging. Can we talk for just a minute about the word niche? I feel like such an asshole saying it, it's so affected. But I'm also really irritated when people call it a niche. So I think from here on out, I will avoid it at all costs and just say target market. Next, you need to look around and size up your competition. What other businesses are in your market? Are you worried it's already been done? You may have heard me make this analogy before, but if competition is your concern, think about the bread aisle at the grocery store. Careful competitive analysis will help you decide if there's enough room on the shelf for multiple offerings in your chosen field. Now be sure you are fully funded. One of the biggest mistakes I've seen entrepreneurs make is running out of money. Be sure to outline all of your costs, including alternative doomsday scenarios, before you get started. If there's one thing that this pandemic should have taught you is that, yeah, bad shit does happen. Decide ahead of time how much of your own money you're willing to invest, and don't go over that number. If you can, secure loans, lines of credit, or outside investment before you hit a point of no return. Most importantly, be crystal clear on how and when you project you'll be able to pay back those loans. Be ultra-conservative in your analysis. There is nothing more stressful on a new business owner than being strapped for cash. Next, you'll choose a business structure. LLC, S-Corp, C-Corp, sole proprietor. The legal structure you choose for your business will impact how you register your company, how you're taxed on profits, and how liable you are personally if you're sued. This is a very important decision that you should definitely talk over with your accountant or attorney. Then you need to choose a name. This seems like the easy part, but watch out. Be sure to check trademarks and corporate listings with your secretary of state. Consulting with an attorney is highly recommended. The expense incurred today will greatly reduce any exposure you might have opened yourself up to down the road. Next, you'll register your business. If your name search is all clear, it's time to make it legal by registering with the federal government and your secretary of state depending on your state. You may also consider protecting your brand by filing trademarks. While you can do this yourself, it's not a super easy process. The time you save by contacting an attorney may save you money in the long run. You'll get your federal and state tax ID numbers. You'll use your employer identification number for important steps to start and grow your business, like opening a bank account and paying taxes. It's like a social security number for your business. And you'll apply for licenses and permits to keep your business running smoothly and staying legally compliant. The licenses and permits you need for your business will vary by industry, state, location, and other factors. Sorry to sound like a broken record, but you need to check with an attorney. You're going to open your bank account. Now that you've got your proper filings, registrations, tax identifications, and corresponding paperwork, you can open that bank account and you can investigate working capital lines of credit. Now you're going to have to market your business. You have to be visible where your customer is. And for most of us, that's going to be on the internet, even if you're a brick-and-mortar operation or a service provider. At a minimum, you should have a website and a Facebook page, and you should be posting often. Understanding how to market online can be a full-time job, so consider hiring an experienced virtual assistant to up, to up your online presence. You might want to look at strategic partnerships. Is there a product or service that your ideal customer buys in tandem with your offerings? Is there an advisor your ideal customer relies on that would be a good referral source? Time to get networking. Also, don't be afraid to reach out to other businesses that may be chasing your same client. And if you're hyper-specialized, consider even contacting a competitor. You may each have your preferred sandbox and could be a good referral source for each other. Now, if you want to grow fast, acquire a competitor. Who, me? Yeah, you. I realize there are very few of you listening to this right now for whom this applies, but don't be afraid to work towards this. 
especially if your competitor is more established and the owners are getting older. They'll be looking for an exit strategy, and you can add water, grow business. Obviously, this is a sophisticated strategy that you wouldn't do without a formal valuation and top-notch advisors. So most importantly, don't try to do all of these things I've been talking to at once. Set clear goals and timelines for projects and focus on one at a time. Results are more significant and your stress level will be greatly reduced by following a strategic plan for growth. So far, we've been talking about all the things you have within your personal control to choose your career path. But being September 2020 when I recorded this episode, there are wild external forces completely out of your control. Right now may be one of the most uncertain times in our lives when it comes to just about anything, and yet I would argue that now is the perfect time for you to start your business. For starters, time is on your side. Have you noticed how no one is in a hurry right now? It's like a movie where everyone in the frame is stopped except for one character looking around. That can be you. Your competition isn't growing. You have an advantage in that you can kick it into high gear and make tremendous strides quickly. And advertising costs are low. If you have capital and belief in your product, you can get a foothold in the market. Advertising budgets are way down across the board, so business models that rely on advertising dollars are clamoring for your business. Also, great people are available and willing to work. The sheer number of unemployed people right now is huge. You and your new venture may be the answer to someone's prayers. So if you've been bitten by the entrepreneurial bug, I'd suggest you get to work. Every day you delay is one more day you are postponing your success. Imagine where you could be a year from now. Hopefully we're all in a different place a year from now, and the hard work you put in now during this uncertain time will have you positioned to take off when humankind recovers from disease and economic meltdown. I hope this episode got your ideas percolating. Don't forget the link in the show notes to download the worksheet if you want some prompts to help you define your marketable skills. And if you want to tell me what you're working on, grab one of those free calls by emailing me or jump into the private Facebook group Muddling Through the Midlife and you can boast about it there and get feedback. Next week is a reinvented episode. Join in to hear from an amazing woman, former Marine and scrappy entrepreneur who is pushing people to experience new and invigorating activities. You won't want to miss my interview with Ann Bernard from 365 First Challenges. Have a great week and thanks for listening.